Did she have the exact education requirement? No. Was her background even close to the job description? No. <laughs> she had life experience and was articulate. And most importantly, she was resourceful. A proven record of getting things done, sometimes in a non-conventional way. I took a shot on hiring her. Also, it just made sense. Turns out she was a star performer. Employers give someone a chance. That new hire could turn out to be a superstar. I wish you could all see Dan right now as he's trying not to cry as I read this post. Do you like this post, Dan? Do you have thoughts about it? Profits have hit a record high and you've all worked overtime to make it happen. So it's time to be rewarded with a corporate pizza party. The podcast taking you inside the highs and lows of corporate America. Hosted by Dan Space, Farah Shargi, and Mike Petito. We couldn't afford bonuses this year, but sit back and enjoy the next best thing. Hello and welcome to Corporate Pizza Party, where today we are going to tell you about how we hired a dog to be CEO. <laughs> if you don't know, our goal today is to talk about LinkedIn influencers, the silly things they say, and to let you know that if you've never heard, you cannot believe everything you read on the internet. And some people just write things for fun and that are not true. Before we do that, I'd like to start this interview how we always do. Uh, I'd like to introduce Farah. Tell us about yourself. Well, hello, Mike. Hello, everyone. I'm Farah Shargi. I'm a technical recruiter based in San Francisco. And this morning I had a chocolate donut with sprinkles and it was delicious. Farah donuts every day. That does sound delicious. My name is Daniel Space, also known as Dan from HR. I'm an HR business partner and I am addicted to sweet peach iced tea right now. Beautiful. What kind? Cheers. I guess we shouldn't drop a name brand. Hey, whoever makes Sweet Peach Iced Tea, we are open to sponsorship. Dan loves it. He will drink your brain and tell you all about it on the Corporate Pizza Party podcast. It is great to hear from everybody and see everyone's smiling faces today as we talk about our favorite topic of LinkedIn influencers and you know, really go through the point of why some of these people exist. I don't want to waste a lot of time because we have a lot of fun stories to talk about when we talk about these things. Dan, you have been on LinkedIn a very long time. Do you have a favorite LinkedIn influencer yeah. or LinkedIn influencer story? No, because they all block me. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> anytime I like, I try to be either I respond to their silliness or I kind of like poke a hole in their nonsense. They just block me, so I don't. I don't have a favorite anymore. <laughs> they, they've all just gotten rid of me. That is the issue. That is what is unfair about calling out LinkedIn influencers. Is then you get blocked and realize right. I wish that didn't happen. I enjoy the fun of them. <laughs> well, if you don't have any favorites, Dan, do you at least have a LinkedIn influencer story you'd love to share with the class? I have so many. I have so many. I love it. The wait, there was one. <laughs> wait, this post went viral on LinkedIn. It's a message that someone said to someone else, and so all the identifying information is is blacked out. But this went viral, and I absolutely love this. Hi, Blank. I saw your profile on LinkedIn, and I want you to refer me for open roles in software development in your organization. I've recently graduated from Blank and have previously interned with two Fortune 500 firms. It would be great if you can refer and consider my profile as you claim that you help people on LinkedIn. I have 30,000 followers on LinkedIn, and a few of my friends have 100,000 followers as well. In case you don't refer, we will let people know that you do not deliver on what you claim. Thanks for your time. Who was this threat to? Someone sent that message, and now that message has gone viral. (laughs) 
it's like, it's like, hey, refer me to this job. Not that one of the followers couldn't, but let me blackmail you by telling you if you don't refer me, I'm going to publicly shame you to like my hundred thousand followers. What make what? It's That's like ransomware for LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> and then wait, wait. What, this one is also great. This one went viral. Uh, we go. You have fifty-two weekends in a year. Work six hours every weekend. That's three hundred and twelve hours of progress in a year. A minor step today leads to radical growth tomorrow. Work weekends, buddy. Just work weekends if you want a good job or you want to grow. <laughs> radical growth. I have two children, and I work approximately seven hundred hours every weekend. With them. I believe that's how much time there that's is it. on a weekend. So that lady can shut up. Farah, how do you f- so show us something on LinkedIn? What do you like to read? I mean, you know, as a woman on LinkedIn, my my LinkedIn view is slightly skewed because there I have over the years encountered so many men who reach out to me and you're like, why, why, just mm-hmm. why? This is not a dating service. I am not interested. You don't know my personal life. So, you know, just, let's just not. So um, I saw a post that kind of resonated with that. And the post says, I met a girl tonight. I asked her for her number. She said she doesn't give out numbers to anyone. She asked me if I had an Instagram. I said, no, but I have LinkedIn. Do you have LinkedIn? She gave me a weird look and walked away. <laughs> so is he flexing that if you don't have LinkedIn, there's no interest in the conversation? I don't know. His the hashtags were LinkedIn strong, hashtag LinkedIn over Instagram. Like, what does LinkedIn strong even mean? Like, this is like, what? Why would you even publicly put that out there? And his, t- his job title, he's his renaissance man. And he's wearing a suit. And tie. Oh boy. If you're wearing a suit, you're a Renaissance man. That is clear. This is just like the. Like, is his education the school of hard knocks? Evidently. <laughs> Apparently, he needs a couple more hard knocks to really get it through his noggin that that's a bad idea, <laughs> A, to do that to anybody, but B, publicly announce it on LinkedIn. Talk about cringe. What was he thinking? He's LinkedIn strong. A hashtag used for both after tragedies and. When you want to flex on people that if they want to sign your DMs, it has to be on LinkedIn. There you go. Yeah, no, that was that was probably like as a woman to me, that was one of the most cringy posts I've ever seen. Like what? Yeah, that's like, a, immediately blocked. Immediate block. <laughs> immediate block. Oof. Earlier we mentioned being sad to be blocked by people, but unfortunately sometimes we have to block these people as well. I have a motivational post, at least. It is Hit me. Anything. it is from one of my favorite inspirational LinkedIn influencers. His name is Nick. He is a recruiter with 100K remote U.S. jobs, is what his headline is. And he posts on LinkedIn a lot. If you would like access to the thousands of kind USA recruiters, as he says, all you need to do is hit the follow button and like the post. So Nick has a story from a day ago. With extreme resistance, I hired a candidate over 50. The HR manager, who was also above 50, got angry. He said, she's overqualified. She can't work fast, etc. I made sure she was hired anyway. And here's what I said. When was the last time you went to the dentist and demanded that they found someone less qualified to fix your teeth? When was Michael Jordan last fired for being too good at basketball? 
Most recruiters try to find 20-year-olds with 10 years of experience instead of finding the best person for the job. She turned out to be an incredible hire by boosting sales with 45%. If you want the best talent, you can't disqualify people for being too good at doing their job. This must change. If the person capable of doing their job have an incredible attitude, hire them. Don't discriminate cans based on age. Agree? <laughs> the agree. I have so many questions. What role was this for? <laughs> Why is an HR manager talking like that? No HR manager would talk like that. Or that was a really bad HR manager. Why are you asking the HR manager for input? Is this a sales role? There, I have so many questions. This is a so resounding trend in these posts. Is It's always anti-HR manager. Which I get. Nobody likes HR, yeah. right? Nobody likes HR. I understand. Easy to beat us up. Uh, we could spend several hours talking about misconceptions, things like that. We won't do that here. If you're listening to us, you either hate us or you love us, and that's why you're here, and that's fine. But these posts always paint this enemy out of HR because, of course, that's how to get engagement, right? right? But you are correct because one thing an HR manager would never say in the process is, I'm over 50, and I'm angry that you want to hire someone over 50. It's... It's not a quote I've heard. I'm not sure about you, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. An HR manager claiming that I'm over 50, but you should never hire somebody over 50. Yeah, I don't know anyone that would say that. Never mind an HR. <laughs> Anytime someone writes these stories, like these anti-HR stories, it becomes very clear that they have never had one single interaction with someone from Human Resources. Like, they're, they're building, like, a stereotype, an avatar, a cartoon. But that is not what we, it's not how we think, it's not how we talk. Are you trying to tell me that this story by the same person one day prior to posting this story, also aimed at an HR manager, is not accurate? Let me tell you what happened a day ago to them after they finally, after they had this fight today with the HR manager about an overprofit candidate. A day ago, we heard this story that this candidate was one hour late for a job interview. The HR manager told me, you'll never be anything in life with that lazy mentality. What he didn't know was that I couldn't afford a train ticket. So I walked and ran 10 miles while getting completely lost to the job interview. Life happens. And sometimes what seems like a bad outcome from an unfortunate situation turns out to be exactly what is needed for you to land the perfect opportunity. The people least likely to be the perfect fit might just be misunderstood because you only read a resume or looked at when they turned up for their interview. Who took a chance on you? Maybe it's time to take a chance on someone else. Agree? <laughs> I really want to meet this HR person. <laughs> this is a different yeah, HR person. Oh, okay. <laughs> really making a strong case. Another favorite of mine is somebody named Bernie, who is CEO of their own company for like 40 years on LinkedIn. And every day, Bernie has a story about hiring people for what is essentially, I'm pretty sure, a one-person company. Uh, but continues to hire people. Um, classic posts, you know, such as, I hired her on the spot, all capitals. <laughs> Did she have prior industry experience? No. Did she have the exact education requirement? No. Was her background even close to the job description? No. <laughs> she had life experience and was articulate. And most importantly, she was resourceful. A proven record of getting things done, sometimes in a non-conventional way. I took a shot on hiring her. Also, it just made sense. Turns out she was a star performer. Employers, give someone a chance. That new hire could turn out to be a superstar. I wish you could all see Dan right now. 
as he is trying not to cry as I read this post. Do you like this post, Dan? Do you have thoughts about it? <laughs> it's just like the whole script. And the funniest part, they never tag the person. That's what no I one's ever tagged. For. I'm like, can we tag the person so we can all congratulate this one-armed wonder who you just hired on the spot despite having no experience? No, they never respond yeah. to that. I want to protect their privacy. Funny thing is, and th- this is what I would always comment that would get blocked. Anytime someone write the, wrote those stories in 2020, I became like the anti-LinkedIn person. And I would just constantly comment on those stupid, stupid posts. And I'd be like, why don't you tag them? Um, can we tag that person so that we can all congratulate them? You know, uh, who's the person that, that you hired? Like, who is that that one person that you hired for sale? Let's tag them so we can all celebrate them. That was always the comment that got me blocked. Mm-hmm. My comment that gets me blocked is I usually dig through their post history and it doesn't take long. And I'll find them making the same exact post three separate times over like the last two months and post a screenshot. And that usually is what gets me blocked. I'm just like, this story gets better every week, Nick. (laughs) There's a lot of really great storytellers on LinkedIn. There is indeed. What's the point? You're an HR. You're 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 a LinkedIn expert, I suppose. As anyone LinkedIn expert, this platform is its own world. But as LinkedIn experts, like, what's the point? They're not selling something. What's the point? In my personal, just my own opinion, it's you are seeing more and more marketing material out there from people who are offering LinkedIn branding services. And so what people are doing is they are looking at LinkedIn as like the last bastion of hope for building a social presence and platform. Gary Vaynerchuk talked about it. All these other like big people talked about it because they have they have to jump on the new thing, right? Or make something the new thing. And unfortunately, LinkedIn has become that new thing. It used to be a place where people gathered together to share jobs, to uh, find clients. And now we have this feed of nonsense. And I think part of the cringe and the cringe just keeps getting worse is that you have some people who are mistaking it for Facebook. You have some people who go, hmm, let me use fear tactics and let me, you know, give people like false hope just to build that engagement and get followers and likes and get that dopamine hit at rush. And it's just awful. I mean, the fact that people prey on other people's hopes and dreams and and fears, it's just gross. I can't, I just can't stand it. That's why I don't like, I like LinkedIn, but I also have like a love hate relationship with it. And this is the part of it that I absolutely hate. And that's not LinkedIn's fault. It's just people using the platform and the things that they're doing are just, ugh. Yeah. I, and this is a fight that I think exists now because people are being chased away from LinkedIn too. And I think that's also just sort of the danger of this in general is LinkedIn can be very beneficial for your career. It's been very beneficial for all of our careers. But when you talk to people who don't want to go on LinkedIn, they just say it's cringe. It's corporate Facebook. It's nothing but these posts because that's what exists on like the top level. And it's chasing people away. But I mean, Dan, can LinkedIn ever even be replaced or can this be fixed? So uh, my thought on LinkedIn is understanding how it works is one of the, the key pieces to it. So one of the things I really tell people is, is to, to remind them that LinkedIn reacts to you. So if you comment on those posts, and I had to learn this the hard way. I learned this the hard way with the, the, the stupid stories. I learned this the hard way with polls. Anytime I interacted with it, all LinkedIn was doing was showing me more of that. And I would get angry. I would get annoyed. And I would comment more. But you have the ability to, to customize your newsfeed so that you don't see those types of posts by kind of like um, telling LinkedIn on that little hamburger menu, show me less posts like this. 
And so I think LinkedIn is still the universal leader as it relates to corporate roles, the ability to be discovered through passive search, the ability to find connections, the ability to network, the, the power of a LinkedIn network cannot be understated, but you just have to go in eyes wide open to know how to use this tool to your best. I don't want to stop seeing these posts. I don't. I I don't want to stop because they're they're so fun for me. <laughs> and I know that I'm doing this There's to myself to by commenting on them and saving them for a podcast like this and doing all these things. But at the same time, I feel like my day would be so boring if I couldn't just fight with these influencers all day either. <laughs> I guess it's my own fault. Whatever makes you happy, man. <laughs> you know what I've also noticed a trend of is, you know. I think everybody has had their health shoved in, like health and eating well and wellness and meditation and affirmations like shoved into their face for so long that people are also just going the other direction. And I think that's the other reason why LinkedIn is so cringe. So, you know, people are like, you know what? I want that donut or the hamburger or pizza. Like, and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. So, you know, people going on their LinkedIn and saying, I wake up at four in the morning every day and I meditate for an hour. Then I go and swim in the ocean and then, you know, take an ice bath because the ocean wasn't cold enough. And, and this cold ice bath like shows how much discipline I have. And in order for you to be as disciplined as me, you have to do the things that I do. I mean, it's just banana bonkers. Fair. It's amazing you say that because literally sitting in front of me right now, <laughs> Right in front of my eyes at this moment is somebody named Keith, who's a fractional CMO. And this is what Keith just wrote. My morning routine that I learned from 10 different books. Keep in mind, this is not a one book routine. This comes out of 10 different books. 5, 10 a.m., wake up on my first mm -hmm. alarm. 5, 11 a.m., drink a full glass of water. 5, 12 a.m., put on an audiobook. 5, 12 a.m., brush my teeth. 5, 15 a.m., make protein and vegetable breakfast, egg and spinach. 5.35 a.m., study physical book. I'm currently reading the New Testament in the Bible. 6.15-ish a.m., shit emoji. 6.20 a.m., exercise, run, biking, gym. 7.15 a.m., ice plunge. 7.30 a.m., shower and dress. 7.45 a.m., affirmations. 7.55 a.m., meditation and prayer, which are different than affirmations. 8 a.m., game on. Workday begins with my one thing. Would love to hear if you recommend adding anything or what you find helpful. Everything you said was in that post. <laughs> Every single thing. Oh my god! Uh, I didn't even have to break out any tarot cards to figure that one out. Like, oh, how did I know? And by the way, for folks that are listening, that was not a setup. That literally was not a setup. The, the idea of both the shower and the ice plunge, and like the affirmations and the meditation and prayer, like brushing your teeth and putting on his audio book was on for three minutes before he moved on to the next thing. It's a very busy morning. Very busy morning. I, I, I would just rather sleep till 11, man. Like, <laughs> I'm honestly right? impressed by shitting in only five minutes. Do you know how long I spend on my phone when I go to the bathroom? Like, it takes me five minutes of just like scrolling TikTok, let alone anything else. Yeah, that, that's a lot of really hard regulations there. Yeah. That is that's LinkedIn. True. It's amazing oh you call this post out. Do we have any other favorites? Have you seen anything recently? Oh, I do. I do. Let's hear it. Yes. Okay. So speaking of like, we're not working hard enough. Here we go. The title of this post is stop trying to balance work and life. <laughs> the nine to five workday is over. The work-life balance is also over. It's not a balance anymore. It's never been. 
People today bring their whole personality at work and they bring work at home because we cannot separate them. Want a fulfilling life? Stop trying to balance work and life. Instead, accept both of them because they both define who you are. Agree? <laughs> it's always with the agree. There's, there's no way I the comments agree. are in support of that post. That, that post is literally claiming your work should never end. Are people supporting it? Does it have a lot of likes? I, I mean, it got a lot. It got like 95 likes. <laughs> hashtag career propulsion. They literally use that hashtag. Career propulsion is oh, never yeah. ending the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, LinkedIn is full of garbage. I have one last one. All right. I'd love to hear it, Dan. All right. I have one. <laughs> I started an interdisciplinary master's in computational modeling. I withdrew the first term as I accidentally self-studied most of the degree prior to starting. I'm now taking short courses in psychology, neuropsychology, brain and behavior, psychopathology. Mm-hmm. One day I will return for an MSc in neuroscience. and I won't do any preparation this time uh, because I accidentally self-studied all of the courses at Oxford. Oopsie. That person is so fucking smart. I am very smart. <laughs> <laughs> person's just so smart i can't handle it should, you know what maybe they should become an astronaut and just like go work at nasa self-studied i accidentally self-studied most of the degree prior to starting so i had to withdraw i i want to be friends with this person i want to go shopping for sneakers on weekends and malls with them and have them like give some... me life advice they've accidentally bought all the sneakers already dan there are no sneakers left to buy <laughs> That person actually sounds a lot like Anna Delvey. Like, no, like, I was so smart. I withdrew. Like, my daddy's rich. Like, come on. That was so I, silly. Just to, I just had to steal money from people. But, you know, whatever. I have another post I would like to read. Let's hear them. Because <laughs> it just like, it's like, okay, hashtag boomer. Here we go. <laughs> my favorite. <clears throat> this is a... The headline of this is LinkedIn expert providing advertising for, you know, blah, blah, blah. So remember, he's a LinkedIn expert. The other day, I interviewed a potential manager to work with my company. He requested to to be paid $40 an hour, to which I replied, the most I pay anyone initially is $20 until I could trust them. He then went on to tell me about his depth of experience and how he is not the, quote, tryout phase of his life anymore. Then he hung up. When I was 24, I worked 20 to 40 hours a week as an intern with no pay. I learned more from I learned more than any high-paying job could have taught me. Furthermore, my experience opened the door to so many incredible opportunities that could have not I could not have gotten otherwise. So basically, he's promoting that people should work full-time for zero pay. Because apparently businesses are not in the business of actually making money. They're just in the business of exploiting labor. Apparently, that's what his business does. <laughs> like, huh? I can't. Fantastic. I feel like this trend is going away. But this has always been one of the major trends, right? They're just like, do it for free. Get yelled at. Just be taken advantage of work. And I think that's where, like, LinkedIn influencers got their start. And then the trend became to sort of swing the opposite way. And now we get so excited when we hear people go back to original posts like that to me i'm just like yes that's the fun stuff we're looking for okay so i think what we've learned is this is never going to stop uh we could read an infinite number of posts like this we could talk about all the linkedin influencers who have blocked us including 
one of the most famous of all time, Bridget Hyson, who sent me a DM one time to call me an idiot before blocking me. And understand nice. that LinkedIn will always exist in this way. <laughs> but it is what it is. And there is a lot of fun work that can or a lot of good work that can be there. And we can have fun pointing out these things. But I think an important lesson we'd all probably agree on is like, don't avoid LinkedIn either. It's still really important for your career. Am I right? Yeah. Absolutely. What? Absolutely. I mean, you know, as a recruiter, I can't remember not using LinkedIn Recruiter as part of my day-to-day work. And for those of you listening who don't know what that is, LinkedIn has a tool called LinkedIn Recruiter. And businesses spend thousands of dollars for licenses just to be able to access this tool. And the tool is basically Google search for recruiters to find candidates. And so if you want to be found in a passive search, you've got to be on LinkedIn. You have to update your profile. You don't have to post regularly, but it does help to keep your profile up to up to date and up to speed, you know, especially if you want opportunities to just be presented to you. So I don't think it's going to go away, but I don't see anything replacing it anytime soon either. Agreed. So our final bring home question we always need to make sure that everything has gone right. We can close this out and get the job. Dan. Any reservations about this episode? My cat decided to start caterwauling in the back. I'm not sure how loud that was, but that would be my only reservation is that he apparently needed to be on this podcast. That's okay. King is always welcome to the podcast. I have my own hesitation about this episode <laughs> in that uh, I found out about 20 minutes into recording that I've been on the wrong microphone. So we're going to see what this sounds like. So apologies to all of you who don't love the audio. <laughs> If you're wondering what happened, I accidentally have recorded this whole episode on my AirPods. Farah, we've had our own hesitation so far. Any reservations on your end about this episode? You know, my only reservations is that thanks to this episode, the the cringy posts are going to stop. I kind of want the posts to continue because I would love to do another episode. So bring it. If you want to hear more of this from us, let us know because we have plenty of these in our feed that we can talk about. And beyond that, thank you all for tuning in. Follow us at all of our socials that are within the show notes. Check us out at corporatepizzaparty.com, which God help us if that is not up by the time this episode airs. And we will all see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.